when the doors and when the doors were shut where the disciples were for fear of the Jews Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them peace be with you and when he had said this he showed them both his hands and his side then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord now verse 24 but Thomas one of the twelve called Didymus was not with them when Jesus came. Let me pray with you. Lord, we thank you for this music that we've heard and for the message that we heard in it. But there's yet a message, Lord, that some of us need to hear today to help us recover our faith and our confidence in you. So I pray, Lord, especially for those who might have lost their faith or for some reason be struggling with it, the way Thomas was, and help us, Lord, to see how a doubting Thomas can once again be convinced that Jesus is alive. In his name we pray, amen. You may be seated. As you know, uh, Thomas was a disciple of the Lord Jesus. He was not somebody who didn't know Jesus. He had experienced Jesus. He saw Jesus do miracles. He saw him heal the sick, he saw him even raise the dead, but somehow there was something about the cross that shattered Thomas' faith. It just left him uh, a doubtful person, a doubtful individual, and so what I'm suggesting this morning is maybe some of you have come to church on this Easter Sunday morning, and you find yourself in the same place that Thomas was. Something has happened at some point in your life that caused you to lose confidence in the Lord. You've uh, lost confidence in, in, in the Word of God and, and in the promises of God. Well, hopefully today, the same thing that happened to Thomas will happen to you. One of the things that we need to do for just a minute is investigate three reasons why Thomas was a doubter. The first reason is that Thomas was not where he should have been when Jesus revealed himself to his people. He had withdrawn from the fellowship of God's people. He'd been through a bad experience for him personally. The cross was devastating. It was devastated, devastating for them all. And let's just face it, all of us go through hard times. We have moments in our lives when we get discouraged because life has a way of discouraging you and just dragging you down. The, the last thing that you need to do is separate yourself from God's people. The last thing that you need to do is to say, well, I'm discouraged, I'm disillusioned, I, I have some doubt, I'm not going to go to church on Sunday. Well, that's what Thomas did. He didn't show up that day, so he was not present when Jesus revealed himself to his people. Second, because, Jesus, because Thomas was not present in this gathering of the disciples, he had no experience with the risen Lord. Look, one of the reasons I'm preaching this message is I believe that we have more doubt in the church today than we've ever had before. Some of that may be due to the challenge of the culture. I don't know. Some of it may be due to your own personal life experience that have brought doubt into your life about God's person, His presence, or his promises. 
But Thomas just really, he missed this experience with the Lord because he was not with God's people. There were other occasions he'd been with Jesus. And so what we may be seeing is in the church today is the falling away of some who simply never known the Lord, never had an experience with the Lord Jesus, and that troubles me. But I also know that there are others of you because of one thing or another, some hurt, some heartache, some uncertainty, are not quite sure about the faith you once had. You used to follow the Lord and have a strong confidence in the Lord, but that was long ago, and time and circumstances more circumstances than time have caused you to lose confidence in God. And now you've become more of a skeptic. You have no strong sense of conviction about Jesus, about God, or about the Bible. Maybe it's the church. You look at the church and you say, well, the church is not as relevant as it should be. Well, then I ask you to step up and help us make it relevant. You be the person that's a catalyst for revival in your church. You give leadership and involvement in, among God's people. So here is Thomas, because he had no personal experience with the risen Lord. His doubt just deepened. So verse 19 again, when it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. And, and he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced, but not Thomas, because Thomas was not with them. Now there's a third thing that revealed the depth of his doubt, and that is Thomas did not believe the testimony of others who had experienced the Lord. One of the things that you'll find true in your own life is that when you begin to drift from God, and slip into doubt, you don't want to hear somebody else's testimony. There's something about the testimony of others that, that perhaps offends you or turns you away. Uh, here's this disillusionment of Thomas that was just so deep that it was going to take more than somebody else's testimony to convince a doubting Thomas. And whenever he did gather with those disciples and talk with them, he was, he was the voice of doubt. They would say to him over and over, Thomas, we've seen the Lord. Now, I'm assuming that, you know, there were 11 disciples now, 10 outside of Thomas, that they'd pull him aside. One of them would say, you know, we've seen the Lord. And he'd say, I won't believe. I'm not going to believe in that. I'm not going to believe unless I put my finger in that hole in his hand. I'm not going to believe unless I can put my hand in his side. And he said that to disciple after disciple, time after time. No, not him. He was not going to believe. So we come to, to this passage of Scripture and we look and we need to say, we need to ask a question now and answer the question that we began with. What will it take to convince a doubting Thomas? Now we looked at three things that might have deepened his doubt now we're going to look at three things that are absolutely necessary, to con that were necessary to convince him, and those same three things will be necessary to convince you. Today, I'm guessing that there's a doubting Thomas or two here. Maybe someone listening by radio is a doubting Thomas. Here on Easter Sunday, you're wondering, is this message really true? I've become such of a skeptic in my own heart, I'm no longer convinced. 
uh, that the Bible is true or that God or Jesus is real? What will convince me? Number one, you must want to be convinced. You must have a desire in your heart to be convinced. You say, Brother Eddie, how can that happen to me if I'm a skeptic? Well, one of the things you can do is you can say, Lord, I am no longer convinced that you are who you say you are, but God, I want to, I want to ask you to help convince me. You've got to want to be convinced. I suggest that's the case with Thomas. Although he had his doubts, he, he wanted his faith restored. What do I base that on? Well, if you look at verse 26, it said, After eight days, his disciples were again inside, and this time Thomas was with them. Thomas put himself in a position to encounter the Lord. So let's say that it's a good thing that you're here today. Uh, at least it puts you in a position to hear from God. The hard and cold skeptic separates himself or herself as far away from God or God's people as possible, and as time goes by, their skepticism only grows. It had been eight days, one week. Thomas missed one Sunday. He didn't miss two. The next, the next first day of the week, it was Sunday. The next Sunday, he was back with those disciples. He really wanted his faith restored. So verse 26, after eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, the doors having been shut and stood in their midst and said, peace be with you. If you'll notice, Jesus came and he stood and he spoke and he spoke to Thomas. You'll notice the door was locked. Those doors were never open. Jesus just appeared and certainly it was a surprise to those disciples, but to Thomas most of all. That may, that may be you as you sit here today. You may have no expectation for the Lord to come, but one day, just as he did then, he'll return without warning. Uh, the, Jesus told us that. He said, in an hour you think not, the Son of Man will come. Now you may be a Thomas, you may never think that will happen, but you'll notice that the presence of a doubter in the midst of his people did not hinder Jesus from coming. Nothing hinders Jesus, but Thomas was a hindrance among God's people. He'd already missed Jesus once. You say, I've missed Jesus a whole bunch of times. Well, could you miss him again? Could you miss him if he comes? Let me ask you this, did Jesus owe Thomas a visit? Was he obligated to reveal himself to Thomas? No. And he's not obligated to reveal himself to you. Jesus didn't need Thomas. Jesus doesn't need a doubter. But Thomas needed Jesus and so do you. Thomas needed his faith restored. So number one, Thomas needed to want to be convinced. Number two, Thomas needed an encounter with the Lord. That's the thing that we need in the church today more than anything else. We don't need sermons. Sermons aren't what we need. We don't need songs. No matter what kind of songs we are, they are. We don't need those, but what we really need in the church today, what will convince people more than anything else is a genuine encounter with the Lord. Let's read the rest of the scripture. After eight days, the disciples were again inside and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, the doors having been shut, and he stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach here with your finger 
and see my hands and reach your hand and put it into my side and do not be unbelieving but believing. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Because you've seen me, have you believed? Blessed are they who did not see and yet believe. Can you have an encounter with Jesus today? Yes. Will he show you his hands and his side like he showed Thomas? No. He said as much when he came to Thomas. There's only one experience like that in all the Bible. Just like there was only one burning bush, there was only one disciple that had that opportunity, as far as we know, to put his hands in the holes in the, where the nails were and to put his hand in Jesus' side. The Lord gave it to Thomas. It was his experience. It was his moment. But the Lord also has an experience for you. He has an encounter just for you, a recipe just for you that will get your attention. And today he may be speaking to your heart, but let's get down to number three. Number one, you need to want to be convinced. Number two, you need an encounter with the Lord. And number three, you need to remember it's something only God can do. Only God can convince a doubting Thomas. Only Jesus himself can restore the faith of someone who's a skeptic or a doubter. If you're a doubting Thomas, we can only pray that God would speak to you today by some still small voice or some soul-shattering earthquake. Was Thomas still a doubter after his experience with the Lord Jesus? Oh, no. He was no more firm believer in all the Bible than Thomas. He was more convinced than ever that Jesus was alive. So will a sermon convince a doubting Thomas? No. Will a song service convince a doubting Thomas? No. It'll take an experience with the Lord, but that will not come on the terms of some doubting Thomas. It'll come on the Lord's term. Now, does a person have to be a doubting Thomas to experience the Lord? Oh, no. Jesus said as much to Thomas that day. He said to him, Because you have seen me, have you believed? Blessed are they who did not see and yet believed. Did other people see the Lord after his resurrection? Other than the disciples? Oh, yes. The Bible tells us. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 that on one occasion there were over 500 people who saw the Lord before he ascended into heaven. Well, what about after he ascended into heaven? Did Jesus appear in churches after that? Did Jesus appear to his disciples after that all over the place and show them his hands inside? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He never appeared after that. Well, how do we know that? Well, we know that because the Bible says so. Let me show it to you. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. I dearly love this passage of Scripture. It speaks to those of us who are looking for Jesus and say, well, I don't see Jesus. Listen, listen to what it says here. It says, and though you have not seen him, you ever seen Jesus? I've never seen Jesus. I've been a pastor for over 40 years. I've never seen Jesus. Here it says, and though you have not seen him, you love him. And though you do not see him now, you believe in him and you greatly rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory obtaining as the outcome of your faith 
the salvation of your souls. People didn't see Jesus once he ascended into heaven. He didn't come to church on Sunday and said, look, here's my hands and, and feet, but he reveals himself to people. He still speaks to people. And this morning, hopefully and prayerfully, he's spoken to you. And maybe today's the day that God is saying to you, brother, sister, you need to renew your faith in me. I'm speaking to you. I'm addressing you. I'm calling you, Thomas. Put your faith in me. Would you pray with me? Lord, here on this Easter Sunday, we need you. We need the risen Lord Jesus to manifest himself in the, in the midst of his church. Because, God, we are helpless without you. And our helplessness only grows the longer we are without you. So many, Lord, in the church are doubtful because what they need is an encounter with you. And God, we can't manufacture that. We can't program it into place. We need you, Lord, by the moving of your Holy Spirit, by a mighty moving of your Spirit, to reveal yourself to people in such a way that they fall on their faces, as did Thomas, absolutely convinced that you are certainly alive. Please, Lord, work in this invitation time. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand as we...